No fear. No political correctness. No wokeism. You're listening to Underground USA. Thank you for downloading and listening. My name is Frank Salvato. You're listening to Underground USA. I want to give a special shout out to the paid subscribers over at undergroundusa.com. It is appreciated. Thank you very much, and thank you for being engaged. Before we get into this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, I wanted to say a few words about the movie Sounds of Freedom. I had the chance to go see it, and it is a spectacular movie. It is a slap in the face to awaken not only a nation, but a world to what's going on with human trafficking, especially where children are involved. The most disturbing thing to me And there were many disturbing aspects to this movie, because it is all true. But the most disturbing thing to me were the statistics at the end, when it said that the country with the appetite for child trafficking and the exploitation of children of a sexual nature is the United States. I was not only shocked, but angered by that. We need to be better than that. And instead of our media and our, our elite inner circles running interference for the most extreme of sexual natures, and I'm talking about drag queen story hour to children in libraries, no one can argue that, I'm sorry. I, I just do not sign on with that. I do not agree with it. I don't care what you do to get your jollies, but you can't push that onto children and onto the mainstream to say, hey, this is normal. You have to accept this as normal. It's not normal. I don't judge you good or bad for it, but don't try to make me swallow the line of bullshit that that's normal. It's not. This whole movement with the transgenderism, statistics from a plethora of outlets, medical outlets, psychiatric outlets, say that only 0.6% of the population around the world is affected by it. Yet because the media is pushing this, we have 7% of of kids in high school and, and junior high school identifying as trans because it's the cool thing to do now. It's not that they're trans, it's just the cool thing to do. That shit has to stop. Because it's starting to normalize something as wicked and disgusting as child sex trafficking and pedophilia. Now, we've got people we send to Washington who are supposed to make sure this shit doesn't touch our borders. But they do nothing. In fact, Disney had the rights to this movie, Sounds of Freedom, and buried it until the CEO of Goya Foods bailed it out from underneath him, buying the rights so this could be released. That makes me puke. Fuck Disney. Please go see the movie. You'll understand why I'm so angry about this. You will be angry, too. And you will probably be moved to tears in several sections of the movie. We can't tolerate this, and we have to make a stand, together, left, right, center. It's not okay 
to sex traffic children. It's not okay to normalize the targeting of children for sexual exploitation. It's just not. Don't try to defend it with me. Right now, this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Well, Frank, I'm going to start it out this way. Uh, Jim Jordan yesterday was on the uh, Talking Head shows, and he made a quote, and everybody went, oh, yeah. He says, uh, it's likely that we are headed towards a Merrick Garland impeachment. And you said there's a key word in there, and it is? Likely. Mm-hmm. Likely is noncommittal. It says we'd like to. It says we, are, we talk about it. Uh, it's good to say on the morning shows, but it gives them plausible deniability if nothing happens. And when you think, we talked about this right before we went on. If you get impeached, what happens next? You go to trial in the Senate. Yep. Do you think Chuck Schumer is going to allow a, a, an attorney general under under his Senate leadership to be impeached? You'd need to get Manchin. You'd need to get Sodema, and you'd have to... You'd have to hold tight with, uh, you, you know, Romney probably would would not vote for it. So the likelihood, and I use that word in jest, that it's going to happen is slim and none. They'll talk about it. They'll they'll talk about it. And they'll talk about it, and they'll talk about it. But I don't see an impeachment of of any cabinet level personnel in the Biden administration happening. No. That's just par for the course as far as Republicans go. You never telegraph your strategy. If they were going to impeach Merrick Garland, they would just come out and announce that they've done it. We're going to level these charges for starting impeachment hearings on, on Monday. But how many times have you heard Merrick Garland's going to get impeached in the last six months? Oh, many. many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, do it then. If you're going to do it, do it. If you if you've got the argument to remove someone, and the argument is strong, yep, you know, then do it. Quit talking about it and do it. But they, you know, the swamp creatures. I'm not saying Jim Jordan's a swamp creature, but it takes a lot more than just one or two people to, to get an impeachment going. You have to have leadership to do that, and I don't think that the Republicans have leadership to get that off the ground. No, I don't think they'll have the votes, and I think you're right. They'll split the vote in the House. It won't even get out of the House, to be honest with you, I don't think. Yeah, and what does that do? Before 2024, that telegraphs to the American electorate that the Republicans are impotent, mm-hmm. that they can't, even, they can't even impeach a corrupt attorney general. That's how impotent they are with a slim majority. So why would you vote for someone like that? Mm-hmm. It damages the Republican Party before the 2024 election. Don't forget the new book, Nullification. Frank, tell us how Nullification's going. People are showing great interest in, the, in not only the book, but the idea. The comments that I'm getting are uh, are very encouraging. Uh, people have had enough, and, and they want to know how to help. So I'm pleased with the response. So go on over to undergroundusa.com and click on the link for Nullification. It's available in digital and in print edition. Hoping you get the print edition, so after you read it and and you understand there's a path forward that brings us back to the Constitution and and states' rights, that you uh, you send it off to your state elected officials and say, hey, read this blueprint and let's get going. And soon I will have them with me when I travel around. 
absolutely you will. I'm, I'm waiting to get that shipment for you, and I'm going to sign every copy to people who are engaged and care about the country. You so bet. I, I hope you come out and see Captain when he goes to his shows Yep. and I pick up the book. Yep. Okay, Kyle, you got some questions? Go ahead. Thank you, Captain. Good morning, Frank. Um, you know, Newt Gingrich is now saying basically that with all the information that's piling up about Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, the Biden family, he says that even the New York Times is going to have to soon start to sit up and take notice of what's going on. And, of course, he's kind of talking about, I, I would suppose there's going to be a critical mass. Do you think that critical mass is going to start happening sooner than later? Or what do you think? Will it just keep percolating? Well, I, it really does depend on whether the media wants to throw the Bidens under the bus. And as long as he's a candidate that they consider, not not that reality mandates, but that they consider they can they can push over the finish line, even if it's, you know, limping with an ice cream cone in its hand, melting all over the place. Uh, they won't allow it to hit critical mass. They've seen what they can do in the last election. By you know, when they ignored the Hunter Biden story, people were screaming about it. You know, this is ridiculous. They're they're taking bribes and kickbacks. They, the the kid's a not only a coke addict, but he's he's a grifter just like his father. They're shaking down foreign governments and 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 selling favor of the U.S. government. And New York Times didn't want to cover it. Twitter wouldn't allow it on there. Facebook said no. Washington Post called it a, a right-wing conspiracy, Russian collusion. So, you know, whether it hits critical mass or not in reality, they don't live in a reality. So will the New York Times write about it? Only if they see blood in the water for Biden. And the only way they can see blood in the water for Biden is if Democrats and people within the Democrat apparatus in Washington start to truly and honestly consider Kennedy as an alternative. So, you know, words matter, and control of the narrative is essential in a presidential election. And as long as the New York Times is blindly followed by people in the Democrat Party, and same goes with the Washington Post, you're not you're going to see the change they want you to see. They don't have to cover it. The, the Hunter Biden laptop story proves that if they don't cover it, they can win elections. So they don't care about whether it's critical mass or not. They care if it helps the cause. You know, where Donald Trump is concerned, do you think that he is going to uh, come into these debates? Do you think he's going to stay? He'll want to stay away or come up with some alternative event? You know, it seems to me that it would do him good if he if he went out and answered some of these criticisms. Well, we think it would be a good thing for him, but he's you know he's got his own strategy. I don't see him taking part in the debates. Because everybody's going to come loaded for bear for what they saw the last time. They're they're not going to come and play nice with him and, and be polite. They're going to hit him with both barrels coming out of the box so they can strike first. And then that's the repercussions of what he did last time in the debates. Now, was it warranted last time in the debates? Yeah. There were some people on that stage who were so arrogant they needed the wind taken out of their sails. But he's not a challenger this time as much as the as much as that's the way he would like to be portrayed. He's been president of the United States. He can't come out talking like a like a bull in the china shop. And he's a target because now he has a record that people can argue against or for. So, you know, when you're a challenger and you don't have a track record in politics, you can say a lot of things. You've got 
you could blow with the wind a little bit to make sure that you're answering the questions the way you want to answer them. But when you've got a track record, now you have something to be measured by. And even though a lot of people on the, on the right enjoyed that record, and they should have. The economy was wonderful. We had our borders were secure. Uh, the military was was being attended to, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there are some people who could twist those things. So there's absolutes that can't be fudged. That's why I don't think he's going to take the debate stage. He, he's going to say, I can't get a fair debate. It's going to be, everyone's going to be against me, just like the juries and these trumped up charges. So I'm going to have a conversation with the American people one-on-one, -on -one, and I'll go from there. The R, he'll say the RNC is corrupt. And in that respect, I'm not sure that I can disagree with him. I think Rhoda McDaniels is in the tank for the swamp, and, and that's that. So I don't see him attending the debates. You know, as well, Frank, um, I'm curious um, about what may, might be next uh, for DeSantis, for example. Uh, we've got a new New Hampshire poll that shows that he's, he's slipping a little bit uh, compared to Trump. Trump continues to be strong, of course. But where do you see some of these other candidates? Is you know, Are we going to have many less candidates after the first debate? Because nobody's really getting the traction that they want to get. No, and they're not raising the money that they want to raise. And then that's the rubric that McDaniels has put on whether you make the debate stage or not. You know, we're getting towards the point in time where polls might reflect what's happening, but we're still too early in this. Remember, when Trump announced right out of the box that he was going to run again, that's when the campaign season started. It was way too early. Yep. You know, people, people you can't campaign 24-7, 365. You just can't. DeSantis, there was one worry at the, very, at the very beginning when he announced that maybe his fuse was too bright at the time and, th and that he was going to peak too early. But I think the lull that you've just seen happen over the last month or so where he's been focusing on Iowa. And remember, you know, everybody's talking about the polls and oh, he's, DeSantis is following the Trump. Trump's upset with what's happening in Iowa because the governor there has been quite positive about Ron DeSantis. She's just about done everything but endorse him. Can you stick around for another segment, Frank? You bet. Okay, because I got a question I'm going to ask Frank about the Vice President Kamala Harris and how she threw something out there which was an outright direct lie that everybody that lives in the state of Florida needs to understand and they need to let her know about it too. That's just me talking. We'll see what you do about it when I tell you. This the Captain's America Third Watch. Handcrafted exotic blend teas at the lowest shipping cost anywhere. Hi, I'm CJ, owner of the Emerald Coast Tea Company. We ship our premium gourmet blends with Sindel, offering you the lowest shipping prices anywhere while also being carbon neutral. Excellent tea at the right price. Check us out at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. I hope the people in Florida are awake, have had their coffee, and they're listening to what I'm going to say. First of all, guess who's coming to Jacksonville today, Frank? Who? Kamala Harris. Yo, Kamala. 
Now on uh, a little little knucklehead. Now on Friday of last week, she made a comment about in a speech about the Florida curriculum where they were teaching people in schools about slavery uh, from a slavery standpoint, a pro slavery standpoint. She lied about what she said. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And the people of Florida need to understand that this woman just stood up there and blatantly told the big one about all of us, which wasn't true. Now, you know what she said, Frank, because you and I were talking about it off air. How would you handle this? Well, you have to point out that there's never been a an event that Kamala Harris has, has spoken at where she doesn't make a Biden-sized gaffe about the truth. And, and I'm starting to believe that they picked her because she's more of a walking gaffe than Biden himself, which is really hard to imagine because he's got a, he's got a long list of gaffes going all the way back to talking about people of Indian descent always own, owning donut shops in 7-Eleven. And corn pop. Yeah. So, you know, Kamala Harris, really, if anybody's taking her speeches seriously or believe that they're getting any kind of of intelligent content out of them, you really better check yourself because you're not. They're actively trying to figure out how to throw her under the bus for the next election cycle. And and it's not a secret anymore. So when you're that bad and, and you, you're making gaffes like this, it's time to ridicule. It's a Lins- it's an Alinsky rule. It rules for radicals, and it's a tactic that the left uses well. It's time, and, and man, you and I have been talking about this for 20 years. Yep. It's time the right takes a playbook that the Democrats have been using mm-hmm. to attack their political opponents, and it's the rules for radicals. It works. It's all Alinsky. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So Kamala Harris? You you want to put a sword in the neck of this bull? Do it. Start ridiculing her a little bit more than what we're doing because disingenuous memes and everything, that's that's one thing that makes you feel better. Gets no traction with the left. But if you start using truth and ridicule with truth, that sticks because they can't argue against that. Mm-hmm. And and this this idea that she was saying that that Florida was a pro-slavery, you know, they're teaching pro-slavery yep. uh, histrionics in Florida. It, that's just so far off the beaten path. Mm-hmm. Florida was one of the most embracing of states yep. after, the, after the freeing of the slaves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, no truth to it at all. She has to be called on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. They actually could come down here, the slaves, the former slaves, and be given some land to farm on, or to start a business on, or whatever. Unlike the northern states were to do the same thing, you had to have a white sponsor. People aren't even talking about that, but they should be. Yeah, because who put that caveat into the workings up in the north after the Civil War? Democrats. It was the Demo- mm-hmm. Democrats. You bet. And she can't say anything about that. And this is how you use the ridicule to push back based on truth. She can't say anything about that. Otherwise, you put her into a corner where she has to admit that Democrats were the party that were still treating the freed slaves like second-class citizens. It wasn't the Republicans. It was the Democrats. And then you get further on in the history, and she has to admit that the Democrats were at the core of the, of the Ku Klux Klan. 
and, and all of the Jim Crow laws and everything else that, that took place through the Democrat South after the Civil War. You know, they don't teach history in, in grade school and, and high school to the extent anymore that you learn anything about things like that. But that's the truth. Anybody who's read history about what happened after the Emancipation Proclamation understands that all of the the racial divide and the lynchings and everything else that they 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 talk about so arrogantly today and try to pin on the right that was the Republicans doing it. Mm-hmm. It was Democrats. By the you way, know, going all the way going all the way up to George Wallace. By the way, Kyle and I were talking earlier about the border and about how the uh, federal government's going to sue over those barrels that are out there, traffic hazard, you know, navigational hazard. Uh, Kyle, here's a headline for you. Texas seizes more than 422 million lethal doses of fentanyl at the border, which were tried to be passed across, guess what, those barrels. Good thing that they were able to interdict that. So, So, therefore, there goes their case blown out of the water again. Look what it managed to do. Right. Yeah. Well, their their argumentation is based on what the whatever this act said, and so that's what's going the part that's going to be litigated. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah. This is this is the federal government trying to keep the borders open because they know that they need to get as many people across into the United States that they can before the election. Mm-hmm. Im- immigration is going to be a big deal, and and because they've had the throttle full blast since Biden got into office, mm-hmm. they're going to ease off with, well, let's talk about immigration reform. Mark my words about that one coming up when we head into the silly season once twenty once we get to 2024. Mm-hmm. They're going to start talking about immigration reform, and you're going to hear Dick Durbin come out again and talk about the Dreamers, and, you know, just rewind the tape, play it again. Because that's what's going to happen. So it's got to be full speed ahead, and that's why they want to see Texas. But this is a perfect opportunity for Texas to exercise nullification of the federal law. We're going to sue you because you're putting things in the waterway. Well, we're not going to recognize that federal law. It's unconstitutional. You're not doing your duty as per the Constitution. You're supposed to be securing the border. That's in your purview. You're not doing it, so we're nullifying, you know, we're suing you. We're not showing up to court. What are you going to do? Chisel the state off and, and drag it to Washington so we can go to court? Well, no, we're just not showing up. We're not dealing with it. We're not playing your reindeer games, and we're going to stay down here and secure our border. Mm. But that's the power that nullification could give a state. Mm-hmm. You know, so you want to sue me? Go ahead. Have fun in court. I'm going to be over at at Burger King getting a burger because I'm not I'm not going to go and play that game with you. Mm. Well, maybe maybe uh, you can go to uh, Arby's and, and get a burger. They got a new burger there called the Wagyu, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah, sprinkle the infield to help your local entrepreneurs. Most of most of the fast food places around here, and I'm not I don't want to get emails about you're talking about unhealthy food. I'm talking about business and helping local business owners. Most of those people are franchisees. Yep. They work hard, so I help them out. Yeah, and they all got salads. They've all got some, some uh, healthy stuff in there. You know, I was surprised yeah, to hear that McDonald's got rid of their salads, by the way, so I was shocked to hear that. All right, here comes the music, sir. UndergroundUSA.com is a website. Check it out. I'll be right back with more. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is often laced into illicit drugs and used to make fake versions of prescription pills. You can't see it, 
taste it, or smell it. Suppliers mix fentanyl into their products because it's potent and cheap, and the dealer might not even know. Keep yourself and others safe by knowing the real deal on fentanyl. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. Who helped cause soaring gas prices? BlackRock. Who contributed to outrageous housing prices? BlackRock. BlackRock and Larry Fink spent years harassing oil and gas companies, making them divest from fossil fuels. Now you feel the pain. And BlackRock-owned companies are snatching up houses, crippling families. Now BlackRock's former ESG czar Brian Deese is Biden's economic advisor, crushing America from within. That's what BlackRock is really about. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. All I've heard all weekend long, Frank, is the no labels party and a third party candidate. Um, I think they're wasting their time, but what do you think? It's a part of a of a larger scheme. You'll notice at the same time that uh, the no labels promotion, and that's what I'm going to call it, uh, the same time that promotion started in earnest to get some volume, you've got people in the media who are pulling quotes from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. from yep. the past that are not flattering to his campaign stances today. Nope. So when you pull back to 30,000 feet, you realize it's all coming from one place, and it's the same place where the Biden team exists. They need to damage Kennedy so that he's not viable to actually compete against Biden in the primaries, which I think is is just really wishful thinking. And they need to make sure that there's somebody in the arena to damage the Republican candidate, whoever that may be. That's the only way Biden can win. His numbers are so dismal today that unless he gets that help, and both of them have to hit, unless he gets that help, he can't win. So if they damage Kennedy and they and they split the vote, they take away the, the, the middle voter, the independent and the voter in the middle from the Republicans, then Biden becomes a viable candidate for the general. Otherwise, without that scenario, he's got nothing. And you know what they're going back to, Frank? They're going back to Ross Perot when he got 19% of the vote, and that handed it to Bill Clinton. And that's the point. They're playing... The Biden administration hasn't done anything that's original. Nothing. Their entire platform is a bastardization of, of FDR and, and, and Lyndon Johnson. That's all the policies of those two administrations. Mm-hmm. Rehash and retool. And even their campaigns have to go back to take from someone else. That means he's not a serious politician. And most of us do that in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a grifter, and, he's, and he always takes from everybody else. How many times did he get caught plagiarizing during his campaign? Several. Yeah, so there isn't an original thought in this guy's head, and his campaign follows suit. So if you look at the past, you're going to be able to predict the future. And you hit it right on the head, Ross Perot. Mm-hmm. They need to have the right split. And now they've got the added problem of, of his horrible numbers, even on the left. 
So they have to make sure they can guard against any other challengers. If you follow both of those storylines back to their genesis, mm-hmm. you're going to find out it came out of the of the campaign office over at the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. Now, Frank, I am hearing two things from the people in my travels around, and I'm hearing it all the time, almost every time, that two things need to happen here in the United States this time around. Whoever it is that gets elected, and hopefully it's not Joe Biden or any Democrat, whoever it is that gets elected is going to have to address the border issue and immigration. But we've got to seal the border. We've got to stop these people from coming in. That's number one. Number two is with our economy, the fastest and best way that we can step up our economy is to go back to drilling, baby, drilling, and doing what we need to do to get the cheap oil back out there again, the cheap price of gas, because everything in this country revolves around the price of gas and oil. Well, then then we absolutely positively have to make sure it's not a Democrat. That's right. I I don't care who it is, because whether it's Kennedy or whether it's Biden, the core mantra about about the environment is there for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And as far as the border is concerned, eh, you've got a better chance of getting some kind of of a choke point on it with Kennedy. But Biden, they believe in open borders. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not necessarily specific to a candidate. Open borders is something that's bred at the core of someone who's on the left. It's a, a lot of it, a lot of time it's couched on the idea of compassion. But if you don't have delineated borders for your country, you have no country. You know, so, yes, both of those things have to happen, but you need to have a Republican win then. You betcha. And even then, if we don't start addressing or readdressing or being honest about uh, the, the climate change issue, the, the truth, the level of honesty that goes on with the climate change issue, you're, you're still going to have some issues with drilling. And there's a lot of people on the right side of the aisle that have bought into this climate change, uh, the extreme climate change canard. They're all a bunch of little Greta Thunbergs, mm-hmm. you know. So we, we've got to go back and deal with the truth of what what climate change actually is and and what humans contribute to it, which is not the larger part of that issue. Mm-hmm. It just really isn't. If you're a good steward of the of the environment, if you don't waste, if you make sure that you conserve, if you know, if you don't just leave your car running while you're sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, just be a good steward of the environment, and and you'll see that the, you know you go back and you look at the numbers for recorded history, not the theory that goes back and projects in the history, but recorded history, which is. Not very long when you look at the life of the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can see what's going on. We already know that the hockey stick model is a giant lie. So we've got to be honest and courageous enough to actually address that issue one more time. Mm-hmm. Because we're not dealing with truth here. We're dealing with people who want to change the culture. And when you follow it back through the United Nations, it all rests with the miscreant globalists over at the World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. That's how they want to control you now, is to, is to be able to control. They're using climate for fear to be able to control the culture and society. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see what, that, what their long-term game plan is, look at the results from COVID. 
They did the same thing. Fear, 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 fear. You have to do this, otherwise we're all going to die. And yet, when you look at the long-term things about climate, uh, it's we've all supposed to have been melted into the ocean 15 times over, over a period of 12 years that's been sliding ever since the early 1970s. Mm-hmm. You want those two things to happen? You have to be a, a landslide defeat in 2024. Yep. It has to be, because if a Democrat or a moderate Republican wins, those things will never happen. Okay, Kyle, we're going to talk about nullification now. You got some questions you want to ask Frank about that? Well, sure. Frank, I, I know people have probably heard the term nullification, but probably don't realize that this term goes way back into our country's history. Can you kind of give an idea of what this means constitutionally or and how it might even relate back to the Articles of Confederation? Because I think there was some uh, there was some uh, issue with that uh, back in the early days of this concept. Well, yeah, you, this goes all the way back to the, the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist papers. Uh, you had people like Monroe and Jefferson saying nullification is an absolute and, and an absolute right for the states. Uh, that the states n- needed to have that ability in the event of a of a despotic regime taking power in Washington. So you you see this debate play out in the Federalist and the Anti-Federalist Papers as a protection against an overreaching federal government. Uh, this also came to came to pass during Andrew Jackson's time, uh, where a gentleman, a senator from South Carolina, Calhoun. Uh, it was they were saying, let's just nullify this. Let's nullify this at the state level and be done with it. And it took unconstitutional measures by Jackson to quell that nullification bid. So we've seen it happen in history, and and recently we've seen the federal government accept the precedent of nullification by the very existence of sanctuary states, California, Illinois. New York, they're all sanctuary states when it comes to immigration. They're defying federal law by not cooperating with ICE, with the Department of Homeland Security, when it comes to um, dealing with illegal immigrants in their states on American soil. So the left has used this a lot. Whenever they don't like something, they, we we see it as well. They just they just do what they want. They don't follow the law. What are we supposed to do about it? Well, take that out of their playbook, and the right needs to use it too. It's not illegal. It's never been codified as illegal. It's not against any federal law. It is a tool that the state governments can use. Because the federal government has gone beyond the enumerated limiting powers in the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is a document that limits the federal government. And the Ninth and Tenth Amendment say that in no uncertain terms. There is no wiggle room there. Anything that is not enumerated to the federal government as a power is reserved for the states. That's the 10th Amendment, and I'm I'm paraphrasing. So when the federal government goes beyond that, when they they say, well, you know, this falls under the Commerce Clause, and we're just going to take that power, and you could argue about it in court if you want to, but we're just going to move ahead, and you'll have to go to court, and we're probably going to win. Well, 
if the state houses get cohesive instead of being divided, they can say, well, no, we're nullifying that federal law. We're nullifying that power that you say you have over us. Every single state has a redundant agency when it comes to the federal government. I don't know of a state out there that doesn't have a state EPA. So why do we need a federal EPA? This is a great example. Federal EPA comes in and says, your state will do this. Well, if you're employing nullification, you can say, well, no, we're not. We know the environment in our state much better than you do. We know what happens when we do this or we don't do that. So we're going to operate under our authority in our state. And that's what nullification is. So tell us, tell us about the book it, you wrote and how we can get it. Well, it's available on Amazon and Kindle form, also in paperback. Look up Nullification by Frank Salvato, and you'll see it front and center. You can find it over at undergroundusa.com and the, and the captainsamericathirdwatch.com. My hope is that you get the paperback. I didn't write a hardcover because hardcovers cost too much. I don't want, I don't want cost to be an issue here. Mm-hmm. Get the paperback. Read it, understand it, write a letter to your, a responsible member of your state legislature and send them the copy. When all of a sudden somebody in, let's say in Florida would be Tallahassee, in Illinois it would be Springfield, in New York it would be Albany. When someone who's got an office in the state capitol because they're part of the legislature suddenly gets 10, 15, 20 copies of this book with letters from constituents that say you need to read this and you need to act on it, they start to understand that They're dealing with people who vote, and the people who vote have now taken an interest in being able to protect their states from an overreaching, fascist federal government such as we have today. So, you know, learn about it, read it, understand it. It's it's written in very plain language, so even a layman can understand some of the legalese. It gives you a little bit of history. All right, my friend, to be continued on Friday. <clears throat> Have yourself a great day today. Stay low, my friend. All right, that's uh, Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com, UndergroundUSA.com. The book is Nullification. Check it out on Amazon and at over at the Captain's Record. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave a comment, rate it if your platform lets you. Head on over to undergroundusa.com and sign up for the Substack. Come straight to you, circumventing the censors, and pick up your copy of Nullification, the case for decentralizing the federal government. It's available on Amazon in paperback and in Kindle. If you get the paperback, read it, and then send it to a state elected official who you trust and ask them why they shouldn't be embracing this idea to save our country from the political swamp that exists in Washington. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. I'll be right back after this. This podcast is a production of the Compass Point Group.